0: guys welcome back this is a surprise episode i'm literally gonna drop it right after we record i'm here with the famous ronnie for a ronnie recap frankly i didn't feel up to talking about anything else other than just like mindless pop culture news so i was like better call in veronica ronnie from london hey
1: (laughs) hey guys long
0: time no chat been a while I really, uh, somebody like recently DM'd me on Instagram and was like, we need Ronnie in for an emergency recap about like something that happened.
1: Eli, what? I don't think it's recording my sound. Do you see on the thing? I'm not making sound waves.
0: Wait, no, yes, you are on my end.
1: Oh, sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you're good. No, you're definitely recording sound. You're recording sound. Maybe because I pay for, so guys, we use Zencaster. Maybe because I pay for Zencaster and you don't, I like see the back end
1: oh, I'm just seeing my name and your name. Your name has a lot of sound waves and mine has none.
0: Okay, no, yeah, you have sound waves.
1: Okay, okay, sorry, guys. I thought I was saving the day, but in fact, there was no problems at all ever, which I think is like a metaphor for my life, but... That
0: is so real, (laughs) so true. That is so real, so true. Do you know what I was thinking about earlier? What? You know, whenever you're like sick or like unwell, because like obviously I've been unwell for two weeks and like whatever, your family just, like, acts like you're not and will be like, Veronica, the oven is dirty. Like, was just, <laughs> this just, like, came across my mind. Like, they'll be, like, putting in their orders for you to cook them for dinner. And it's like, what? You Veronica know what so broke funny, her wrist. Like, it's
1: so funny because since I moved abroad, like, if I'm ever home and I'm sick, that is definitely the vibe. But if, like, since moving to London... I'm an ocean away from my whole family. The second I get even like a cold, my mom is like, "I wish I could be there for you." She's and I'm getting out. texts. So no, I'm getting texts from extended family members. Like <laughs> I am all of a sudden like this damsel in distress. It is so funny cuz when I'm home, my mom's like, "I think you could go to the grocery store for me." And I'm like, "All right, fine, whatever." But when I'm in London, like, I, guys Honestly, I don't know what went down. Since January, I've had food poisoning twice. so. Yeah, you've been unwell. I've been pretty unwell, yeah. That's like part of the tea, why we haven't done a Ronnie's recap. Yeah, There's no, been a because lot of... also,
0: you lost your voice like six times.
1: Oh, that was cr- – I forgot
0: about Wait, that. remember when you were trying to voice memo me, and it was like – And oh, you're like, oh, oh sorry, God. I forgot I lost my voice. And I was like, what?
1: <laughs> no, guys, I – lost my voice and I was taking like 20 naps throughout the day because to get even like one sentence out at like a decibel of zero was (laughs) like, I felt like I was running a marathon. It was taking up all my energy. I like could not speak. It was so funny.
0: Honestly, a lot of things were happening to you and a lot of things were happening in the world, which is what we're here to discuss today. I have a big list and I thought we would start with just the broader ones, um, most specifically the Met Gala. I just, I just, we haven't even talked about it. So that's why I thought it would be fun. Cause like you and I haven't even talked about any of it from like the theme to the, no, so much to execution. say. Yeah.
1: So much to say. And like the first thing really is like Carl Lagerfeld was a shitty man. Like let's yeah. get that out on the table. Like, no, and
0: it's honestly like, if we're going to make the theme, like, like honoring the bigot. Like, is there that much to, like, celebrate about how people executed that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then,
1: see, the thing about the Met, too, is, you know, I feel, uh, it's this hard thing where you want to criticize these people, but it's also like, this is part of their career, you know, a designer invites them, they kind of have to go and say yes, and they have to kind of wear what the designer says, so... You know, not everybody, obviously, like, top celebrities can do whatever the hell they want, but not everybody is in a position where they can kind of, you know, stand their ground and and say no. Yeah, Yeah, because they're taking some moral stance against something. And I mean, for the people who did, you know, a lot of respect for that. Pedro Pascal, especially he, I don't know if you know this, but Valentino was a huge competitor of Karl Lagerfeld. And so he was dressed in head to toe Valentino and kind of classic Valentino style and colors. And he had, like, the Valentino V painted on his middle fingers. So
0: <laughs> that oh, was really his funny.
1: kind of F you to Karl Lagerfeld. But I also yeah, like, think
0: there was, like, the he, – he didn't like the color pink and he didn't like color. And so people that were in color, that also could have been potentially protest. Yeah.
1: But you know what I think I've, like, learned about Karl Lagerfeld, like, since, you know, the theme was announced and stuff has been going around on social media and whatever? Yeah. Um, And I really relate to him in the sense, I think he just liked to say stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I saw this whole thread of him, like tearing apart Kate and Pippa Middleton. And the things that he was saying was like a lot of, a lot of like a word salad, like a very insulting word salad nonetheless. But it was like, her face is fine. And like, it was just weird.
1: Eli, the breadth and variety of quotes is really and truly incredible.
0: Like, the amount um, he was able to, to say that was so harmful.
1: Like, I hate, like, sweatpants. Your life is over if you've bought sweatpants. Like, it's just the kind of stuff that, like, if you plied me with enough alcohol and it got too late in the night and you just let me keep going with enough conversation, I would come up with these things. Like,
0: yeah.
1: he's, like, the color pink, yet half of his runway collections, like, are pink. Like, I don't... He just clearly liked the sound of his own voice and liked the things he said to be made into little infographic quotes and honestly on that level I really like I get him I think (laughs) when it comes to like like, being a bigot I don't understand but like throwing random quotes out there for shock value like could sometimes be something I might find myself taking part in
0: yes the other thing for me that just was interesting and like kind of odd is like how possessive he was over these models. And I found myself watching a lot of like clips of like Cara Delevingne and like other models talking about like being his muse and like his Chanel bride. And there's almost like something very creepy about it to me where yeah. I, I, I was like, what the fuck is this?
1: I don't know if it's cause I read too many books, but like the idea of a muse I think is inherently like <laughs> weird. but that might be a personal problem for me but the other problem for me with Carl as the theme is that I don't know I want to see people flop and like flop so incredibly and with a theme like honoring Carl felt like it was too narrow that I think almost yeah almost too many people like did well and I'm like that's not what I'm here for that is not what I'm about this is not looking camp right in the eye
0: wait I'm so sorry like I just have to say I think about that when like at least 10 times a week that tweet and like that whole moment for her and like the minute she showed up on the red carpet and everybody was like that's camp like I don't know I think about this constantly well I think
1: I'm forced to think about it constantly because I think everyone has like their hot take being like Carly Kloss was actually the most camp by not being camp and it's like Yeah, people have been tweeting that since 2019. Like, I don't know why every day I'm forced to see some form of that tweet, but it does ring true. Like, and it is just like, I don't know, I like a joke that can unite the whole internet and I think that's one of them. No, I agree. It was funny. Like, I'm never going to go to the Met Gala. Like, that's never going to be a thing that's happening for me. So... Yeah, I want to see everyone's outfits and whatever, but I also like would love the sick thrill of someone spectacularly failing when it comes to dressing for the theme.
0: I saw some of, like, the TikTok fashion reviewers who do, like, their um, TikTok fashion reviews that I really appreciate because I feel like I learned something. They talk about, like, the designers and whatever. Just saying that, like, because the theme was so easy to grasp, like, everybody did a good job. And this person was, like, particularly happy about it because they're, like, a fashion girly who, like, wants people not to fuck up the theme. But I'm like, no, the fucking up of the theme, like, is the point. That's why I watch. Like, I'm not all too interested in people who kill it. yeah
1: like I'm kind of like who who's gonna be serving flop city and like there were definitely flops don't get me wrong but on the whole I think people like did well which like good for you guys like really happy for you I loved a lot of the looks
0: who do you think served flop city this time like not nobody's even really coming to mind for me
1: oh my gosh
0: I'm like (sighs) I don't I like hate to
1: say it out loud Say it like, out loud. <laughs> no. Like, do Cat. you, get, Like, ah! No, sorry. I'm, like, half lying because I really get what she was going for. And I think she really committed to the bit, which is, like, all that you have to do to serve, really.
0: Yeah. But
1: something about the nose prosthetic just really wasn't working for me.
0: I think what it was is that I – I appreciate, but am not on the same level of Doja Cat's personal sense of humor. So when Emma Chamberlain was asking her questions and she was meowing back, like a lot of people find that to be funny. I was getting really uncomfortable for Emma because I was like, if I was Emma and she's meowing and Emma handled it beautifully, just kept asking questions and like rolling with the meows. But if I I was Emma, I would be like freaking out. I'm like somebody who is very famous is meowing at me. And what am I supposed to do in this situation? Am I supposed to let her meow? Should I keep asking questions? Should I meow back? I would have been so fucking uncomfortable that yeah. I feel like I can respect her personal sense of humor, but I'm not on the same level as her personal sense of humor. Does that make sense?
1: No, it would be, I, like, it would cause some anxiety for me as well. But she she did look good.
0: And she, she did, like,
1: the reference to Carl's cat and all of that. But some other flops for me, Kendall Jenner.
0: Oh, wait, I'm so the opposite. I love... Really? So I I think had Kendall
1: Jenner just, like, worn this to something else, I would have been like, yes. But I don't know. Ugh. She also, guys, I'm just not a huge Kenny stan. Like, I don't know her, so, like, I mean, none of us know her, but,
0: like... My thing... I know
1: nothing about her, really, but... I'm not always, you know, I don't always see her as a girl who's serving.
0: I think for me, personally, when it comes to the Car jenner clan, I'm just more of a fan of Kim and Chloe because I like their kind of, like, jokiness. And, like, even, like, on the show when they play pranks and they're just, like, a little bit more silly. Like, I resonate with their personalities more than the other three, I think.
1: Yeah, I think they seem like silly is a good word. Like there's some goof going on.
0: There's definitely some goof going on. I will say somebody else at the Met Gala that pissed me off to the high heavens is Jared Leto. I I have a problem with him. Like I really oh, do. Oh,
1: well, like are we gonna talk about his like sex cult or are we like oh, yeah, not getting like, into that today? No,
0: like <laughs> that 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 beyond, I just have such a fucking personal problem with him. Like I will See, say this- I have
1: such a personal problem with Jared Leto and I know that it's his mission in life to consistently serve at the Met Gala just to piss me off because
0: I he did hated serve that cat. No, I don't like it. I was annoyed, No, but
1: did you see what he wore under? It was fantastic as well.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, he, he looks fine, but at the, I will say like, I, I always say like, Oh, I'm never going to say like what influencers or celebrities were mean to me, to my face. He was mean. And oh, it wasn't just to me. It was to everybody. I was watching him be mean to like, Everybody like that was at Eli, that he event. He has a sex
1: cult. Like, in what he's world mean. do we think he's going to be a nice, upstanding gentleman? I mean- Guys, if you don't know about the sex cult, do your research. There's a lot there.
0: Like, no, like we don't think he's going to be a nice, upstanding gentleman. I just like have a personal <laughs> problem with him. Like, I feel like he thinks that he is the king of the universe, and I'm like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about you. I have to, like he makes me mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I and, also like- was not obsessed with Florence Pugh.
0: Oh, you didn't like the shaped head, or what? What
1: I don't was know, just issue? the look in general? I'm like, okay, it's white and black. Um, I'm not seeing Carl. I'm not. Yeah, and no, I, I also d- yeah. am not obsessed with the tailoring in the bust area. It looked maybe like intentionally ill fitting. I don't know if that's yes. guys. I'm not a fashion girl, so if anyone disagrees with me on any of these things that are coming out of my mouth, fair, but.
0: <laughs> Wait, my personal pet peeve though, and I'm so glad you said intentionally ill-fitting. My personal pet peeve is when people who have like all the money and resources and stylists and whatnot wear things that are ill-fitting. Like a stylist pulls something for them and it is either like almost fits them, but they're unable to fit it to them for whatever reason because they can't alter it. Well, the thing for
1: me is like, I'm going to be wearing ill-fitting stuff because I don't even, I don't have the resources like that. Like what am I going to do? But if you have a stylist and not even just a stylist, if a designer is making something for you, it needs to for fit. For the Met Gala. I'm like not to, but like I'm I'm not even like, oh, it needs to fit. I'm almost mad on their behalf because what yes. are they going to do? You know what I mean? Like they're being dressed by someone else. I'm like, who did this to you?
0: Yes. I agree. I felt that way because when iSpice was having her interview, she mentioned that, like, this was last minute for her or something like that. And her dress just, like, wasn't form-fitting. Like, she looked beautiful. And I really liked what she was wearing. But I'm like, they did her dirty. Like, it needs to, like, fit her. It was like – it had, like, bagginess – and it's always in the um sort of like in the midsection where the bagginess happens and sometimes on the sides. It had like this bunching up because it was a little too big on her. And I'm like, fit her into the dress. That's what she deserves. Like, this is a fucking queen that you have right here. And you've you've put her in a dress that does not fit her.
1: It's too yeah. big.
0: It makes no, me I think so it's mad. hard with the
1: last minute stuff, but
0: yeah. It sure.
1: does. It is aggravating because I'm like. Even like sometimes I don't have the resources to to do that. But a lot of the time I get my own clothes tailored and I'm just, I'm a regular person. Like where are the tailors? Hollywood. No, just say, where, where are, are the
0: tailors Hollywood? Also, because some, my, like the place that I like do my dry cleaning at, if I bring them a pair of jeans and I like put a post-it when I like drop off my dry cleaning and I write like fix button or like, can you tailor? They'll do it. And it's like $20 and they do a good job. So I'm like, where are the Taylors, Hollywood?
1: <laughs> no, Hollywood, where are they?
0: Seriously, okay. Do you have any other words on the Met Gala? Um, there are a couple people who I think
1: really served. Um, The Lip- Number one being Cardi B.
0: Well, yeah. Oh, Cardi B she,
1: always. Cardi B though, that look, the final look with the gray wig.
0: Everything. Is that even
1: her final look? Who even knows? She wore like four different looks. I love, she always, I feel like, is committed to the theatricality of the event. Like, yes. Like, the Met Gala, yes, it's not a costume party, for sure. Yes, it's not a regular red carpet. It falls somewhere kind of in the middle, and I think she really understands that and commits to that, or at the very least, someone on her team does, because I feel like every year she's been, I'm like, she's getting it.
0: And furthermore, every event, I feel like not even just the Met Gala, like she proves herself to, to kind of stand out in, in a fashion sense.
1: Oh, like she's
0: always hitting the mark. And I feel like what you just said makes a lot of sense. The Met Gala like lies somewhere for me between like a high end Halloween party and the Oscars. Like it isn't the Oscars. Like it isn't like that, but it isn't like a costume party. There's some, there's some middle ground where it's like a incredibly formal, but theatrical, I think is the right word place where you can take fashion risks but there's also a theme which makes it feel more costumey but whoever she works with on a consistent basis like just serves her well
1: oh yeah another person who I thought was very well dressed was Lizzo and guys little fashion history if you didn't know I read this on Twitter so this could be totally wrong because we should not just blindly trust the internet but in this instance I did apparently the dress that she wore was the first chanel dress designed by carl lagerfeld that was sold in extended sizes like in plus sizes
0: oh my god i'm sure that, i feel like that's true
1: i feel like that's true um, no, i
0: didn't know that i feel like that's true
1: the dress also came with sleeves and she decidedly wore it sleeveless who knows if that was to you know take a stance against carl lagerfeld's well-documented fat phobia or it's just because she didn't want sleeves i don't know but Either way, I thought she looked amazing and I love Lizzo.
0: I love Big her. And she, she always kills a red carpet as well. That's another one that I always feel like she just seems proud and happy to be there, if anything. Yeah, and also. I think
1: she, you know, she's worked with a lot of designers kind of like frequently. You know, she works with a smaller group of designers because she said that, you know, there have been designers who won't work with her, which I just think is all sorts of horrible. But it does seem like the designer she does work with she has like a good relationship with because she always seems to be just super happy to be wearing the thing she is and you know that really I resonates
0: I agree um I'm trying to think of who else I thought just looked so so good oh I thought Anne Hathaway looked amazing
1: Anne Hathaway Janelle Monet, but like she's always one of the best uh, the night. on like, the Anne Hathaway
0: part I need people to literally touch grass and go outside like have you seen the clip where they're asking if she's ever addressed the Devil Wears Prada with um, Anna Wintour, and the reporter who is like some random reporter is like, "What did she say?" And Anne Hathaway's like, "That's none of your business," or something. And the internet like ha- absolutely exploded, being like, "She's such a bitch. She's so rude." All no, these things. Guys. I'm, like, I'm like, guys. First of all, that's her personality. Always has been. Number one. Number two. Like, if a man said that, I'm so sorry. This would not be the same discussion
1: two it really is none of our business like why would we be entitled to know the ins and outs of a private conversation she had
0: like also what's the problem with saying that I I don't understand like she didn't say like fuck you and up yours like she literally (laughs) was just like it's none of your business like I don't understand
1: I like just found out that there was like a hate train for Anne Hathaway like I didn't know about this
0: no I've been I've been thinking about this talking about this for so long people like she she went into hiding like she was not okay
1: well I saw online somewhere someone said that the general consensus this might have been on Twitter so this guy tweeted like oh like every girl I've ever dated has like not liked Anne Hathaway oh, <laughs> like oh, sorry oh. also how did you stumble upon this information Where you yeah like what is that like first date trivia just wondering but um apparently all of this guy's exes did not like Anne Hathaway and apparently the like general consensus amongst them was that she gave teachers pet vibes what and I, <laughs> I've I'm never just laughed that. like so hard at something on the internet I was like what does that mean like she's a grown woman like I don't really understand like yeah. what what that means like, or in which Anne Hathaway would be in a setting where she could be giving teachers pet vibes like she has to always be one of the most famous people in every room that she's in. Like, who are the authority figures that she's treating like a teacher? Like, I don't I don't even know what they were trying to say, but it did give me a good laugh. But then I realized, like, that that is a thing. There was, like, for a long time, a group of people who really didn't like her. I thought we, like, always stand. I, I,
0: I don't know. Princess of it. Genovia. Yeah, by the way, like, every fucking film she ever made is, like, absolute perfection. I don't really know... I don't really know how you can not like her. I don't know what she did. Like, I still to this day don't know what she did other than having like a snippy personality. But I, literally correct me if I'm wrong, but if Aubrey Plaza acted the way that she did, people would be like, Aubrey Plaza, eat my asshole right now. Like,
1: well, I think Aubrey also, Plaza
0: does act She's that way.
1: technically like more rude than Anne Hathaway. But like, yes. I guess it's perceived as, like as more of a joke than Anne Hathaway. So it's like, it's okay, but-
0: they yeah, I have a mean, similar personality it's... to me
1: people on the internet are just kind of scary sometimes like why do, like
0: I agree and speaking of that I wanted to discuss Taylor and Maddie and your thoughts but more specifically I need to discuss on a higher level the way that stands of celebrities act like they know them the minute that celebrity makes a choice that maybe the stands don't necessarily agree with like one example being like when Harry Styles was dating Olivia Wilde and people were like, she's holding him hostage. It's like, he's a consenting adult. It's like he is choosing to have sex with her. So if you like, she, she's not holding him hostage and people are like she's forcing him. She's using him. It's like, no, he's a grown man that can choose to date anybody he wants to. And like the I feel yeah. like the minute stands disagree with who their like, fave is dating. It all of a sudden becomes like, no, she's playing a joke. No, it's a prank. No, she would never do that to us. Like, she doesn't know you. Do you well, know what I Well, I mean? think,
1: like, the thing that I've seen, also, guys, fun fact, this is what I'm writing my dissertation on, so in the midst of that right now, so might get very academic with this, but um, I think people, it, it's perhaps a newer phenomenon, especially maybe in the age of cancel culture, but... I think you see a lot of fans really like infantilizing their faves or whatever, like the celebrity that they stand. like Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, whoever, whoever it is, they are not babies. They are not children. And they are adults capable of protecting themselves, you know, acting in the ways in which they want to act, speaking their own truths. Like they are Fully formed, fully developed, fully grown adult human beings. And I think that's like the weird part where, like, they start to act like these people need saving. That's like the response to it. Like, oh my gosh, we have to save them. Like, we are the protectors. And I'm like, save them from what? The life that they chose for themselves, the decisions that they chose to make. Like, if you don't agree with them, you don't agree with them. And that's that. And you don't have to agree with everything a celebrity that you're a fan of does. That's, you know, that's not how it works. But if you don't agree with something they do, it doesn't mean that they need saving. And I think it's a good point for maybe some self-reflection that if you see, you know, if you're a huge fan of a celebrity and they do something that you feel like is at odds with the person you thought that they were, it's maybe a moment to self-reflect and say, hey, what image has been sold to me of this person and how much of my perception of them has to do with strategic and clever PR and marketing, as opposed to like, who are they really? Because at the end of the day, we'll never know these people.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: I will never actually know who Taylor Swift truly is. I mean, I wish I would love to hang, but like being realistic, I will never know her on a personal level. I will only ever know that the the image that is sold to me. So like yes, maybe but look at it through the lens to... of marketing rather than like oh my gosh.
0: I think people aren't willing to recognize that because they want to believe that these celebrities are their best friends or like have their own personal best interest at heart when it's like yes, they care about their fans because their fans make them money and made them famous and because their fans support them. But like, that's really the extent. I feel like people want to believe that there's no image being sold to them, like that they truly know these people. Like, I think that that's yeah, what they think. Yeah,
1: and especially too, when an artist has like really like shaped your life or really impacted your life in a major way. Like if you really, really relate to someone's lyrics and, you know, relate to the content that they're putting out. And then something happens where, You know, there's kind of like a light bulb going off saying, hey, maybe all of that was kind of like an image. You don't want to let go of that because it's something that's so important to your identity and, you know, has had such an impact on you that it can be hard to then retroactively kind of like rewrite that story.
0: I think another example of this is when like a couple concerts ago, Selena Gomez brought her little sister. And there's a part in 22 where Taylor Swift like tosses her hat out to like the first few rows and they had set it up for Selena and the security to walk her little sister out to the front and Taylor to hand the hat to the little sister. And a video was posted of it and like the creator of the video was like this was such a cute sweet moment and the comments were grown adult people being like this is so fucking selfish like that little girl It has a famous sister. She's a Nepo sibling. She gets to know Taylor Swift on a personal level. That hat should have gone to a fan, like destroying (laughs) an eight-year-old. I'm not even kidding you. I've never read comments like this. Vicious. Like, this is not how this should have gone. A fan deserved that hat. This is not what Taylor would have wanted. I'm like, Taylor handed her the hat. Like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah. See, it's stuff like that where it's like, where they start to act as if they know this person this celebrity better than they know them like the celebrity knows themselves like as if it scares you me. know taylor swift better than she does and you know that that's not what she would have wanted like you don't and like take a breather because it's all going to be okay none of this is that
0: deep none of it so so circling back what do you think about Taylor and Maddie? Because half of the Swifties seem to think that it's a prank and a joke and that she wouldn't do this to us. <laughs> Whatever that means. Well, and the I other mean, half okay. seem to be like, okay, this is happening.
1: Yeah, like I think hot take, and this is not no longer a hot take for me, um, would have been back in the day. So if I'm going to break any Swiftie hearts right now, I'm really sorry. But Taylor Swift is one of the worst feminists that exist. Like, in terms of her realm of feminism is only activated when it directly impacts her. And you might disagree, but sometimes it's stuff that doesn't seemingly directly impact her, but also does. You know, like, the you need to calm down music video. I am 100% certain that Taylor is a supporter of the queer community. I am not denying that at all, that is 110% true. And it's also true that aligning herself with the queer community might lose fans. She might lose fans because of that. But on the other hand, it's also true that aligning yourself with the queer community so publicly could be really good PR. So like, I don't think anything happens in a vacuum. And I do think Taylor Swift is a very smart businesswoman. And I think at the end of the day, her public persona and the things she puts out publicly are, will always circle back to like her becoming more famous and breaking more records and making more money. She is a capitalist queen. So that being said, Maddie Healy is like terrible. Um,
0: Like, wait, I don't know anything about him. Why is he terrible?
1: Oh my gosh. Like, okay. The most recent thing, he was on a podcast um, talking about ice spice And questioning her ethnicity and, you know, using really offensive accents and stereotypes and saying all these, like, horrible things about this woman who's, like, new to the industry. It was... It's stuff I could never repeat and, like, was just horrible. But that's, like, the most recent thing. You know, he's never been this man who's, like, Had hot takes or like good takes when it came to feminism or so many things. You know, he does make sometimes okay commentary on like the power governments hold, but he's not like this great person. So, I think a lot of people who are hoping that it's a joke of some sort, I've seen a lot of discourse about like being like, there's no way Taylor would ever be with someone like this. And it's like, once again, You don't know Taylor. And if you're making that statement coming from like a feminist angle, all the feminist stuff you see in relation to Taylor Swift has been in relation to her making more money. So it's not like we don't really have solid concrete proof that Taylor Swift is a well-rounded intersectional true feminist who is out here day in and day out hoping to achieve liberation from the patriarchy. Like, We don't have that evidence. If she is that person in real life behind closed doors, like amazing. We don't have any evidence that says she is or she isn't. But that being said, we don't have evidence that she is. And then she goes and is potentially seeing Maddie Healy and people are upset about it because they think, you know, it's antithetical to this feminist image she's created. And that's when I say, I implore you really think about that because
0: (laughs) I don't know. Oh, I didn't even know this. See, this is interesting to me. I, so I didn't know anything about Maddie Healy other than I've recently learned he's a recovering addict or has battled with addiction is currently. And I knew he ate a raw steak on stage. Cause my roommate was at that concert. Um, I didn't know anything <laughs> about him and I know what he looks like. And I had no idea that that's why people were upset. I thought that people just like, don't didn't like fuck with him or whatever. I, and like I think the other, people, thing,
1: there are people who are upset about the vibe. I think people. Yeah, no, think I think that there are And he's not her vibe. vibe. There's yeah, only no. those people. And like honestly, and you know what? respect. I wish my brain like was just like concerned with vibes twenty four seven, but wait, unfortunately. I need to be
0: so honest. I think he is her vibe. Like didn't jake gyllenhaal have this whole moment over COVID where he's like i don't shower like these are the men that she's dated i'm being okay, honest like so
1: the reason i think maddie healy is not her vibe is because regardless of how tall he is in my head he is five foot five i have no idea how <laughs> tall this man is
0: wait should we he look he could be six five i have no clue i actually am pretty sure he is actually like five nine for some reason like i think i read that okay he's five ten Oh, okay Wait, okay it says,
1: so according to Maddie Healy himself, he's five feet ten inches tall. His okay, story so isn't eight. always consistent though. <laughs> so what? He's five eight. But in my head, he's like even shorter. Like he is like a very, very short man. Um wait, sorry, just stumbled upon an article and the headline is the nineteen <laughs> Maddie Healy is sick to fucking death of seeming short. Well, sorry, sir, I'm contributing to that right here, right now, but this narrative like this narrative I am promoting it you give short man to me um so I think that like in my head I don't see them vibing because he I literally see him as this like petite little man you know that picture of Kendall Jenner in the heels and Courtney next to her and Courtney's yes
0: I mean Taylor Swift and Bruno Mars that ex- exactly perfect example thank you so much
1: that is how I see them in my head yes he is Oompa Loompa sized and she's Willy Wonka so I'm just like this is not gonna work for me but on a more important note he's like not a good person so I'm like he kind of sucks and I hate to see him like being promoted whatever also if you're 1975 stan don't come for me I'm just a regular person okay
0: guys also like I listen like I have never really cared who she dated I think that's like been part of like my personal mo for a while now like whenever she has like I even remember like I've always just liked her music but at any given point in time like I couldn't tell you like the like the order of them I didn't even know who like that she dated Tom Hiddleston or Calvin Harris until I was making my video like Taylor Swift's exes is hunger game districts like I only really <laughs> know the one I only really know the ones that have like been most forward-facing like the Jake Gyllenhaal and like the John Mayer like the ones that get destroyed like otherwise it's something that I don't really think a lot about so it's very it's overwhelming to have this all over my for you page and like all of the content about it but like the funniest part to me is when people are like they're just pranking us and I'm like he definitely flew 20 hours around the world to come to this concert like I'm not so sure that like that could be a friend supporting a friend for sure but I don't think I that's could a see prank. it
1: being like maybe they're releasing a song together and that's like this is like PR for it but but a prank I don't really <laughs> a prank doesn't make sense to
0: me yeah also like it goes back to like they're adult people like do 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 adult people just like play pranks on their like fans when they're like super rich and famous and like are also on a world tour and probably don't have the energy to do that like
1: i'm sure like i don't know like i feel like ashton kutcher has like the punked background like him and mila kunis are probably like pranking other famous people and you have matt damon and um jimmy kimmel there you know they have this like feud is it real is it not we don't know is it all a big prank no one knows but like i'm not getting the energy of like taylor swift is a prankster like i don't think she's doing pranks
0: i don't think she's doing pranks i really do think that like currently her day-to-day is like do these concerts make my millions and as fast as i possibly can get back to the west village to have brunch with Gigi Hadid and Blake Lively like I'm pretty sure that's what she wants to do
1: yeah and like respect like I just want to hang out with my gal pals as well like
0: exactly um so how do you feel about speak now tv
1: oh my gosh guys I texted Eli this like once the news dropped but the second I hear the the sound waves of haunted Taylor's version I will be entering my reputation era. Mark my words. July 7th. Find me there. I could not be more excited. It's one of my favorite albums of hers. Oh, so exciting. And vault songs as well. Because I know that that was like up in the air. We didn't know. She said the vault was shut. Did she just mean for red? Did she mean for
0: everything? So it's so good. It's such great news. It's good news. It's good news. Also, I find myself... I don't know if you do this, but I'm a big podcast listener. I think it's the ADHD. And I think it's the fact that by and large, I spend most days by myself because all of my friends work traditional nine to fives and I'm not going to like be bothering them at work. And like, even (laughs) when I can like co-work with my roommates or something like they have lots of meetings, they're focusing, we're not chatting. And so when I am like doing emails or writing or walking to go right, or, or taking the subway to a meeting, I listen to a lot of podcasts and it like kind of makes me feel like I'm spending time with like other people. Cause I like, don't have coworkers in that traditional sense. And I'm a big podcast listener. Sometimes I neglect music. And then when I go back to listen to music, I, I find myself repeating the same music until there's new music. And so I'm looking forward to having a new album to sort of like hyper fixate on. And like, have as a default for when I get tired of my podcasts.
1: Wow. You and I could not be more different.
0: That's, that's how I am on day to day. That's crazy. I think I already listened. It's 1243. I, I listened to three podcasts today.
1: <laughs> I could be like a walking advertisement for Spotify. I love them so much. And the algorithms and whatever they have going on has introduced me to so many new artists and so much new music. And I spend every waking moment of my life listening to music and trying to find new music so Mm. I'm excited about this in like a bit of a different way because it will be like a nice moment to like have a nostalgia kind of thing going down because I always feel like I'm on the hunt for new music I'm not really listening to songs like over and over and over again I'm making new playlists all the time and trying to listen to new stuff all the time that it'll be nice to have this like excuse to go back to something that like I once loved so much to, you know, like have a moment with it again.
0: Truly. 100%. I also, two things like I'm going to be in London with you just like a week after it comes out, which is so exciting. Um, just for like in general, what is going
1: to be like our speak now London vibe? Like, are we claiming a song already?
0: Let me like, look at the first album right now. So I can like think about it because it is my birthday. It's your graduation. Like there's a lot of like, oh i literally love sparks fly it's so fucking good okay loki i love better than revenge like again like (laughs) could we
1: be singing like maybe we're doing like mean and instead of about critics it's about our haters which we share many of
0: wait yeah i love that song and like when i was in college and like when Allie and i lived in the sorority house that song like really got us through because she would always be like these fucking bitches like one day we're gonna be living in a big old city, and all they're ever gonna be is mean. Like, and I promise you, one day you're gonna look back on like this time when like someone made you cry, and you're sitting in this room like wishing that we didn't live here, and you're going to realize that it was all worth it. And we listened to that song so much, and every time I hear it now, I'm like, she was right. Like, karma Wait, is she such was a bitch. Right. Cause like, also, like, I have,
1: I've had some haters throughout my lifetime that have grown out of their like, haterhood, their hatership
0: yeah and, no me too um, for sure
1: I I have a lot of respect for them because and I've had some people I know you've had some people as well we've both had some people who have you know sent some apologies or our, our direction oh yeah no
0: I've had apology I've had an I've had apology tours and I, I love yeah. those people no and I love those people because that
1: takes a lot but the people who are still mean I'm like you're so weird and all you're ever going to be is mean if you haven't grown out of this already there is no hope for you You're done. You're done. So maybe mean is like our vibe of the. Maybe
0: mean is our vibe. Also, the Barbie movie is going to be coming out when I'm there as well. Oh my gosh,
1: I can't even. I know. Okay, guys, shout out Christina if you're listening to this. Hello, I love you. See you in an hour. But um, (laughs) my one of my besties, Christina Tina, is a film girly, and she keeps me abreast on all the news. So, the second. Margot got the rights to the movie, Christina was like, have you heard? And then the second she got Greta involved, we were like lassoing our towels at dinner. Like, oh my gosh. So excited. You were so like this at season, Patrizia's. <laughs> no, we were giving Patrizia's <laughs> A red like, bank. <laughs> no, if you guys know, you know, but I hope you don't know for your sake. But- <laughs> We were giving like a little dinner napkin lasso. We were so excited. And this was like a private like thing for just us for so long. No one knew about it. Like any little inkling of anything we heard, we were dishing back and forth and obviously people knew about it, but it was, it was niche at the time and it's really blown up into this like global phenomenon. And I'm like, I'm not ready to share like Greta's Barbie, like with the world, like, I thought tough. this was going to be, like, when I, like, fell in love with the idea of it, it was thinking that it would be this nicher thing, and now it's just so not. So, I'm, like, excited that, you know, they're getting so much recognition and that it's, like, blown up in the way that it has, especially for Greta, because she's so incredibly talented, and if this is what she needs to win Best Director, fine, whatever, I'll live. Um, oh. But, <laughs> like... I'm not I don't think I'm ready
0: it's like a, it's like yassified little women
1: yeah um <laughs> like probably not but like yeah sure
0: <laughs> I'm gonna be honest like little women like I pretended to I, I, it was it was too much for my attention span like the book I got through easier I don't know what it is with me in movies I can read books better than I can watch movies yeah but did you ever have a phase where you were bad at reading no like never in my life okay. like <laughs> in my whole life my whole life people have been like watching a movie with you is literally my idea of hell because you don't you can't focus you get up yeah you need, like to touch things and have snacks and like you're always on your phone or asking what's happening and I'm like because I don't know what's happening <laughs> I like, in a book they're telling like, me
1: they're telling you no I used to be really bad at reading um not bad at it but you know, I would struggle to get through a book. I'd get really distracted. And now I'm like a speed reader. I could read like, I, I'm out, like, I usually read like three or four books a week, probably more these days. Um, usually a book every day, every two days. It's also because I have like nothing going on in my life, guys. It's just homework and books. But, um, someone told me like before I was able to do that, someone was like, it's a skill, Veronica, like you have to work at it. And I think, like, watching movies might be the same for you. Like, I think yeah. you're just bad at it because you don't do it. And the more you don't do it, the worse at it you kind of get. So if, like, you, you know, hunker down for a bit. When we do, guys, we're doing a Hunger Games book club, by the way. If you want in, DM me, Ron <laughs> on Instagram. But we're doing Hunger Games and then The Ballad of Sunbirds and Snakes. You're all welcome to join. But maybe we, like, then flex our movie muscles and we watch all of those. Because I think yeah. you just need to work on it. I think you'd be well, a good movie watcher if you so just practiced.
0: Like, like as as everyone knows, I've been like actually bedridden, like in the hospital for two weeks as of yesterday. So it's been two weeks in a day. I only watched like the only things I watched. I can count them on one hand. I watched season four of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because my mom forced me to; otherwise, I wouldn't have. I watched the first two Hunger Games movies while I was in the hospital when I had nothing else to do. And I watched one episode of Glee for 15 days. That's all I one watched. One episode of Glee. One. Which one. episode? Which episode? <laughs> season five. <laughs> it's it's horrible. It's season five Nationals. when Eli, when has... what? Are you like just, sick
1: like... and twisted in the head?
0: I'm a glee plot watcher.
1: No, I like I'm glee. I like the I like it all. I like the songs and the plot. You skip through the songs sometimes, which I don't like cuz I like the songs. The plot is
0: so good. But I I just want to watch season 5. I'll probably watch a little more today. Um I'm going to
1: after we finish this, watch a compilation of Ross Washington's best bits glee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait. I was absolutely on the floor yesterday watching Gwyneth Paltrow and Glee because I just really think like if you let Gwyneth Paltrow be a theater kid I think she wants to be a theater kid but I think she like never let herself go there I think if we had let her soar in that way we would have gotten no no, no.
1: like if we look at the facts like selling a candle that smells like your vagina like is theater kid energy
0: no like she does theater kid things but she won't let herself be full theater kid And I'm like, I think if we let, and I think she let Glee be an excuse. Like it was probably like a huge check because at the time, like if you, if you listen to like Ryan Murphy on that Glee podcast, like that, I don't even like, I think it's bad, but it's a whole nother story. (laughs) If You listen to him on that podcast. He basically says like at the time, celebrities were like clamoring to be involved. Like they wanted their songs on Glee. Like they wanted to guest star, like people were calling him up. They probably had a lot of money to offer her. It was a great reoccurring gig. It was fun and funny. And she got to sing, which she didn't get to do a lot otherwise. I'm pretty sure, like, she probably used it as an excuse. Like, oh, it's just this one-time thing. But I think she, like, wants to be a theater kid.
1: No, but had Gwyneth Paltrow not been born to, like, rich and famous parents, she would have been in The Bystander with you in high school.
0: That's so true.
1: (laughs) If You guys don't know. Was it called The Bystander?
0: It was called the bystander, yeah. Eli
1: was in this ragtag production.
0: <laughs> ragtag.
1: She um took drama as like a class. Now the drama club was like a bit more serious, but you could take drama as an elective, like during your school day schedule, and that was a, a very interesting one because you know everyone has to take an art, so it was like ceramics or drama. But
0: um, yeah, it was yeah. They
1: did this performance of uh, should
0: we can we call it a play? It was like um. It was sort of like a – like it was like spoken word poetry play, I would call it. Yeah, it was a production, that's for sure. It happened. It happened. It definitely happened. I saw it. But
1: I really think that Gwyneth Paltrow would have been in something like that. Like that would have been like her niche in high school if oh, she was she... just like born to regular old suburban parents.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so moving on from this, I did want to talk about Camilla and Sean. Because listen, I Mm. am absolutely gagged at there's like videos of like him hiking down Runyon Canyon, like just like literally walking alone. And there's like a paparazzi like in the tree. And he's like, you back together? And he's like, yeah. And the paparazzi's like, good for you. (laughs) It's like, no, so odd. Like, why'd you stalk him to the Runyon Canyon? Camilla and
1: Sean are kind of like Will and Jada Smith for me, where it's like, everything I know about them I learned against my will <laughs> <laughs> like <Wait. laughs> will and Jada Smith they it it came to a point where they were just like confessing things about each other and their relationship like of their own volition in the press like no one was asking and they were like hey here's an exclusive and like I was forced to know so no. much more than I ever wanted to about their marriage. But I feel kind of the same way about Sean and Camilla. Even though I don't actually know a lot of tangible information, the amount of slow walks they did during COVID with ceramic mugs outside, sometimes barefoot, kind of <laughs> let me know all that I would ever need to know about
0: them. Also, like the videos of them like singing Senorita Acoustic with a bongo like in a basement. Like Yeah, like it was giving the imagine video. No, guys, it's like you
1: know when you have a friend and she's like, Oh my god, come over, bring your boyfriend, we're doing couples night, and you're like, Oh, like couples night, are they are they gonna be there? Are they gonna be there? That's Shawnee Camilla. That's the they. They are like (laughs) ruining the vibes. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what is it about them? I don't know, but oh my god, they make my skin crawl. And they make me. Did you guys have like? Did you have a code word with your mom when you were a kid? If like you needed to like leave the sleepover.
0: I, on I wasn't allowed to have sleepovers, and honestly, oh, I, I'm on I'm on the side of TikTok where it's like people that work at like. Nine one one, and they're like don't let your kids have sleepovers like the horror oh stories I'm like I will not my dad was correct in so I like if I ever wanted to go home
1: and for whatever reason I like couldn't say to my mom like oh, I just want to go home like if I was embarrassed to say that in one of my in front of my friends or whatever we would have to talk about like the supermarket so I'd have to say that was like our code word like if I was like oh well are we gonna go to the supermarket when you pick me up tomorrow she'd, like, enact a plan. You know, she'd call the mom and yeah. say, oh, I have to come get Veronica, something's going on, whatever. Um Camilla and Sean make me want to use my code word, is my point. They make me want to call my mom and say, I need to leave the sleepover early. Like, something about them puts me on edge, and maybe that's not fair, and maybe I'm just being, like, judgmental and whatever, but, like, oh, my God, like, mom, come pick me up, is the vibe.
0: Honestly, I will say, though, I kind of feel like they're made for each other at the same time. Oh, 100 percent. Be together, but be together away from me, you know? Yeah. And I think I will say, I think they've kind of upped the ante with this rebrand where they seem like showered. No, I know. And
1: then I'm like, am I just like mad because of what they were giving during COVID? You know what I mean? Like.
0: I just like what you're so right about the fact that they were like giving that to us like so relentlessly, like they were walking down like the busiest road in LA that no one walks down. Like it wasn't just like a neighborhood stroll.
1: No. And it was always with like, never a to go mug, always mugs from the house. Like they were just walking out of the house with just a regular old ceramic mug.
0: No shoes. And they never
1: matched by the way, the mugs never matched, which was fun because I was like, I want to see the mug collection now. Like, are these all from like Color Me Mine? Did you make them all yourselves? I don't know.
0: <laughs> they definitely did.
1: Wait, no. I want to go to Color Me Mine. Can we get them to sponsor us?
0: <laughs> no, seriously. Please, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm trying to pick up what's next. Okay, so. Oh, the, ne- the big thing. What's the big thing?
1: Oh, my gosh. Our girl got married.
0: Okay, the Sophia Ritchie wedding of it all.
1: The Sophia Richie wedding so of What we all. need to
0: start with is how, okay, what I want to start with completely separately from the wedding is how terrified I am. I texted you about this, but, like, I saw people being, like, I saw videos, like, with the comments turned off of girls, like, and it was, like, sped up video of her, like, rustling through her closet. And it's, like, when Alex Earl convinced you to change your whole aesthetic to, like boob jobs, cleavage, like going out party girl and Sophia Richie has immediately convinced you to change your whole aesthetic to like quiet luxury, which what the fuck does that even mean? It is not quiet luxury. And I'm like, can someone get their own personality? Like it's so okay to be like, wow, I really like Sophia Richie's like wedding makeup. I want to take inspiration from that. Or like, this is really beautiful. I'm like, I want to use like her style as a mood board for like my summer style. Like I appreciate all of that, but it's the way that people just like dethrone white it girl after white it girl to like I don't even know like it's so crazy to me like it it kind of makes me nervous
1: before we get into all of that because I have so much to say on like the discourse surrounding the wedding let's talk the wedding itself first because I feel like we'll get that out of the way pretty quick
0: yeah because
1: no notes right like no No notes. notes
0: no notes it was fucking flawless I love her I love her dad I everything was perfect actually my one note. Is the fact that he was wearing sunglasses at the altar I didn't like that Just because nobody else was wearing sunglasses
1: Wait I saw a tweet And I don't know if this is true or not Sir Elliot If I'm spreading a rumor about you I'm so sorry Someone said that they were transition lenses
0: Okay then maybe that's different
1: Which no 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 Eli that's significantly more embarrassing Are you for Wait, real? Cause you like
0: remember- you know the
1: glasses that turn into sunglasses When you go outside
0: Oh, I don't like that at all. I thought you meant yeah. that he was wearing sunglasses with a prescription in them.
1: No, 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 no. He was wearing regular glasses that, you know, the ones that kids had in, like, elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that's if that's true, so but I saw that on Twitter, did which you made me, make me giggle a little. Did you
0: know that he's, like, 39, 38 years old? I don't think that that's true. Is that true? Wait, yeah. I'm 100% positive. This was, like, a shock to me. Like, it... Th- elliot
1: he's 29 so i love when you spread misinformation wait why did my mom tell me that
0: wait my mom my mom goes she's he's 16 years older than her
1: um and all of of a sudden i was like
0: what and and she said it was such confidence well i think that's just like the key to life like just like saying things with such confidence
1: yeah it's like circling back to carl i'm feeling much
0: better about that now because i was kind of like what is he doing okay but yeah my one problem was the sunglasses
1: yeah um i honestly have no notes i think weddings are so like obviously if i could like recreate that wedding for myself i'd be so lucky but like i probably wouldn't you know weddings are like so personal and i think i agree the reason I have no notes is because she so clearly was so involved in like every step of the planning and, you know, really made the wedding of her dreams. And I think that's what it should be about. So I'm really like very happy for her I and happy for them.
0: Agree more. And something that bothers me a lot about when people like quote review weddings unquote is like, okay. I'm not a Disney adult, right? I'm never going to be one. I don't know if I'd be friends with Disney adults. Like, I don't know if our, just like, our interests align. But if somebody, like, their biggest happiness is Disney and, like, that gets them through and they want to have their wedding at Disney, I'm not going to, like, tell them not to do that. Like, I'm not them and they're literally not hurting anyone. Am I, like, thinking that their wedding is, like, the most spectacular thing I ever saw? Uh no. Do no. I want it for my wedding? <laughs> no am I like thinking it's a great wedding like probably not but I'm not gonna be like ew like I don't give a fuck as long as people are happy and I agree with you when you say she was so clearly involved and every aspect was so intentional and she seemed so like kind of like pleased with her work almost like it just panned out exactly how she wanted it to and you could tell exactly and that makes me so happy for her well and also
1: weddings are So expensive, and obviously Sophia Richie's wedding is on like the high end of that spectrum. But even on the low end, like it's not really possible to have like a crazy cheap wedding. Like even the smallest, most inexpensive wedding will still be an expense. And so I think it's a weird thing. Like anytime someone's spending that much of like their own money on something, like it's a weird thing to review. I think (laughs)
0: like just a
1: bit. Like, I don't know. But yeah, that being said, the discourse, the discourse on Sophia Ritchie herself, and really the wedding in a lot of ways, has been something.
0: Yes, the discourse, I don't know. I just watching people like overthrow their own person or just like replace, I don't know. I just feel like the it girl cycle. Or like it girl. Well, the it's month. just
1: really like an element of consumerism. You know what I mean? Like
0: yes, yes.
1: And that's like how living in a capitalist society works. So it's like infuriating, yet not surprising. But it also makes me like sad for people because I'm like obviously at the end of the day, like wear whatever you want, dress however you want, be inspired by whatever people you want to be inspired by, but. Like if you're just buying things because you think you have to for whatever reason, because this is who is now cool and valued, like, oh, please don't waste your money. Please don't waste your money. I also
0: have seen so many people like, here's how to, here's like 10 things to do to like marry rich. And it's like, she married rich because she is rich. Like that's step one. Like like, she had access to that.
1: Yeah, the quiet luxury takes are really what get me quiet going. Quiet luxury
0: hair, quiet luxury nails. What does yeah, that mean? And am like, what guys, does that today
1: mean? got me in a mood. I just, before we filmed this, I was like furiously typing out my dissertation. So I might be a little academic for the setting, but whatever. But I have this to say. <laughs> quiet luxury does not exist. It does not exist. It is not a thing in the way that you think it is because rich people really truly wealthy people existing in the upper echelons of society are not trying to be quiet about the fact that they are rich they are trying to be it coded about their wealth you know there it's this idea of coded luxury that they are loudly letting people know but the only people they want listening are other rich people. The second, middle class, lower class, anyone who's not involved in the upper echelons of society can clock these pieces. Those things are no longer deemed luxury. Like, so the idea of quiet luxury doesn't exist because even wealthy people themselves are not trying to be quiet about it. Like, Take like, the Cartier Love Bracelet. Take the entire Alhambra collection from Van Cleef. Like the Goyard Tote. All of these things are things that rich people used to buy en masse to signal to other rich people, hey, I'm rich. It There was nothing quiet about any of those purchases. But the second those things became uh, you know, accessible or available or visible to people who were not mega mainstream rich, mainstream or duped, mainstream, duped, whatever it is, the second it's no longer something that's reserved for only the one percent. They don't like it anymore. So there is, there's no way for you to buy into this look of quiet luxury. And it just is so referential to, to like our society's obsession with wealth. And like, we're in the midst of a cost of living crisis, like buying a blazer from Zara because some article on the internet told you that it's giving quote unquote quiet luxury is a waste of your money. Like And again, if you want, if you're into these like kind of silhouettes and styles and really like classic dressing, dress that way for sure. But don't do it because you think you're giving quiet luxury. Like, I don't even know. But like, wealth inequality is just growing and growing and growing and growing. And this is just one of the ways to do that. Like, if you look up quiet luxury right now, the articles are insane the articles are insane it's like Meghan Markle wore Victoria Beckham in the chicest quiet luxury hiking look there is nothing quiet about Meghan Markle being a woman of luxury like how rich mom energy is rich mom energy the new quiet luxury here's how to get the look and it's a picture of Giselle who's worth like 500 million there's nothing quiet
0: It's always just like, my mom was like, what was quiet about that wedding? Like, you, you can't look at that wedding and be like, yeah, no, and there's nothing quiet. And it's like, I think what people mean is like classy, elegant, timeless. But like, then say those words. Do you know what I mean? Say like those the words things.
1: Because, but you know what? It's It's all a marketing tactic because the idea that you can, with the clothes you wear, fool people into thinking, you have amassed more wealth than you have, and then potentially you yourself will enter the upper echelons of society. It, that's not how it works. And it, it just serves to push people to the further ends of the spectrum of wealth. Like buying the Zara Blazer doesn't get you into the country club. And we need to reflect inward personally and as a society and kind of unpack our obsession with wealth. If we ever want to, you know, reach any sort of like equality when it comes to finances and, you know, any sort of economic equality, we will never be able to achieve if we keep holding on and grasping to this obsession of with wealth.
0: I agree. I also think like if I was her, Obviously, like it was intentional, right, to launch the TikTok account around the wedding and the whole thing, and like she wants the attention. But if I, yeah, but if I woke up and I just thought I was like going to get followers and attention about my wedding and compliments, and maybe like people would want to buy my wedding makeup, and people were like, "I want to be her." Here's how. Here's the five ways that I've tried to change myself to become Sophia Richie. I would be really overwhelmed and kind of nervous. Like I might have a breakdown. Honestly, like I know no one's ever going to do that to me. But if I was like her and like my whole for you page was like here's five ways i tried to become Sophia richie today i would be like i just can everyone just be themselves and i'll be myself like do you know what i mean
1: yeah but at the same time like she's so wealthy and i don't know if you know about her now husband but yeah he comes from one of the wealthiest families ever like they have so much money between the two of them that She never needs to work. She does not need to do anything. She does not need to live a public life. And I think on some level, you know, you're getting married at one of the most famous hotels in the world. You know, there's going to be Vogue videos on the Vogue YouTube channel of the Chanel Atelier in Paris making custom made your wedding outfits. I think she probably could have predicted the level of attention. Maybe not really? to the full extent, but I think I think it's I think they probably knew that this was gonna do some numbers. And so I I'm not I'm not finding myself really sympathetic for her because not that I don't have sympathy for her. I mean if people are like being mean to her or, you know
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone's being attacking to her or
1: doing anything mean like that is Uncalled for and not cool. And obviously, I'm not ok with that. But I think, just like the amount of attention in general, I think she made an active choice to kind of reintroduce herself in the public sphere. And you know, she dated like Scott Disick before, you know, like she and that she was very public when all when their relationship was going down. So I think she probably knew what all of that meant for her, Not to mention her sister, Nicole lived a very public life in the early 2000s. So I don't think she was you know any of this was shocking to her. The amount of attention was you know she was completely unaware that that was yeah. within the realm of possibility. Like I think yeah. she seems like a smart girl, you know, she definitely has a smart team working for her. I, I really like don't her. think that Low-key, she was like, like shook
0: well I really when like she like first
1: started dating Elliot I was like oh my god like I live in London she's dating a London guy she's moving here I was like this is my girl so like for the past couple of years I've been super into yeah. her and her style and she just seems very nice and calm which I think is nice you know sometimes both of
0: those things I agree with
1: <laughs> yeah sometimes like the internet can be a really rambunctious place And like I have a lot of ADHD I'm very rambunctious so it's nice to find like little moments of calm and I think she's always like even her like Instagram posts I'm always like you looks so lovely in that outfit and like it's just you know kind of a breath of fresh Chill. air sometimes
0: wait on the complete other end of the spectrum like segueing to like not calm at all can we talk about Megan Trainor's recent controversy from like everything she said about teachers to then like talking about how big her husband's dick is like the wait okay
1: that I actually feel so bad about I was like wait what's going on like why am I like seeing so much about like Juni Cortez's dick like what the fuck yeah he's from Spy Kids by the way not Star Wars I don't know where you were going with that
0: (laughs) I was trying to remember like what he was from I don't like he doesn't watch movies but
1: yeah um I was like this is like weird like why am I seeing this narrative from like and it seems like a couple different interviews and basically I read them and she was talking about how she had like complications like due to her pregnancy and she was dealing with like hyperemesis or something um let's look it up so i don't like
0: well i thought it was a deflection from her saying like the comment about teachers that got her like sort of No
1: canceled. so all these like pu- like publications were just like kind of running with the headline when she was like talking about the sex aspect of it but I'm trying to find, sorry, I just like pulled up an article to do. Maybe it'll tell me. I don't know, but she had like some, I don't even know. She had like complications like due to her pregnancy. um, And she had like a terrifying birth and. Um, oh
0: yeah I think I heard about this
1: yeah and so she's been talking about oh, sorry I'm really just want to find it so I don't like butcher what's going on um, oh well whatever she I think it's it's hyperemesis or placenta previa or something like that and whatever it is makes it really really painful for her to have sex so she was okay. talking about that in kind of a sort of cavalier way, you know, being a little flippant about it. And um, these publications, like, just kind of took little sound bites and made that the headline. And obviously, that's what goes viral on Twitter. And I don't know, it just makes me really sad because she's clearly, like, going through something. Um,
0: okay, so I didn't know that. I feel like. Yeah on a separate the teacher
1: thing teacher thing was weird
0: yeah like why but on a separate note I feel like celebrity podcasting has become this thing and it becomes like maybe a problem for them more often than it is like helpful because like either things that they say get taken out of context or they're just like talking to hear themselves talk and they say something that gets them canceled
1: Yeah, like, I think the the thing case. about the, her specifically when it came to the podcast is like, you know, a podcast you're talking for, you know, to, could be hours and it's edited down into, you know, one little thing. But, so you have the option, you have this whole long conversation, you have the option to edit out whatever you want down into a final cut of a podcast. And then from that point, you have the option to hand select certain clips and then post those on social media and so I'm like that's where I'm like where's the PR team you know like yeah it's like
0: who it, set, said who signed up on this
1: and it still somehow made it into the final cut of the podcast which is crazy and then even crazier it made it into the final cut like the social media promo clips
0: yeah, and it's like, this isn't the clickbait you thought it was. like, people are pissed, and justifiably so. Yeah, so I'm like, st- when it comes to stuff like that, I'm like,
1: you know, Megan Trainer, she's very successful. Her album did really well. She's doing really well right now, and good for her. But, you know, you have a publicist. You have use management. Them.
0: Please use them. Like, Literally. Please. Please use them. Okay, you wait, know- I have one more thing to ask you about that I just remembered that I wanted to ask you about. What is going on with Miley Cyrus releasing this music under this random person? Like what is that? Did you Wait, see this?
1: What? I have no okay. idea what you're Wait, talking okay. about. Wait, okay.
0: So Miley Okay, so there's this person. I'm literally going to look it up. Miley Cyrus was allegedly releasing music under this person Clara Pierce on Spotify. And like, okay. This is from Insider. Miley Cyrus fans are convinced that she released a now deleted secret album under the pseudonym Clara Pierce. So she dro- like this person, Clara Pierce dropped this whole album that sounded like Miley Cyrus and had a lot of like, um, kind of like allusions to Miley Cyrus's life. And it was on the same day that Miley dropped her album, Endless Summer Vacation. And this person was a verified artist called Clara Pierce. She had 244 monthly listeners on Spotify. She released a 12 track album called down with me. And her vocal sounded like really similar to Miley. And then, and then once people started figuring it out and like saying something, the album had been removed.
1: That is crazy. Yeah. It's so funny. I've been in such like a, finals slump. I'm like I don't even I'm not caught up with all my pop culture. But that's like not surprising to me. Um especially knowing Miley. I mean it's like if you like read a lot, especially if you read like fiction, anyone reading any like romance books right now, so many authors like publish like different books under different pen names, which I like didn't know until recently. I was like, "Oh, these books are kind of very similar." And then I realized like, that the author was the same person, so I guess it's like that concept exactly. But I don't know why I'm it confused was then why she would take it away. Like
0: I don't know, I, like if it was like a Easter egg of sorts.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that because why would you? release it if you don't want people to listen to it and it seems like they deleted it because they didn't want people to keep listening to it but then why would it be released in the first place
0: yeah like by the time i found it i couldn't listen to it like claire or maybe this is like a
1: like a wood veil situation do you know about do you remember all that
0: i remember it but what happened again
1: so basically taylor swift um when she released folklore she uh during like the process of I guess like creating the assets and stuff and the album artwork and whatever they were using Woodvale as like kind of like the placeholder name for the album and I can't remember if it was on the actual official album cover or just on some imagery that was pushed online but somewhere the the name Woodvale hadn't been deleted
0: oh. so it was kind of just
1: like a mistake but then it sparked this whole thing where all these Swifties were like Woodvale, we're getting Woodvale. It's it's the next album, it's this whole thing. Um is it even Woodvale? Am I like talking about the right thing? Yeah. No, I think Woodvale. it's Woodvale. Um but basically, um I'm wondering if it's the same thing with Miley Cyrus, like I'm wondering if they just like use Clara Pierce as like a pseudonym when they're like testing stuff for Spotify and they just like accidentally hit release.
0: Yeah, you might be right.
1: Could be a situation like that. Um, but if it's not like who is Clara Pierce and can we hear her side of the story, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, can she come It's a shame
1: Red Ella. Table Talk is like done. Cause like that just feels like the perfect uh, venue for I this. I
0: was just thinking about this. Like, spe- like, I know that there, that someone's going to do some kind of spinoff or like, it's not really dead, but like, it's dead as we know it. And it just feels like the time is so ripe to have Red Table Talk with everything that happens these days. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like everything has its day, I guess.
1: Yeah, and once again, it forced me to know way too much about Jada Smith.
0: Um, guys, you if final...
1: you on Facebook back in the day, like you will know what I'm talking about. Articles about Will and Jada Smith, like 2015, like 2015, 2016, 2017, left, right, and center, <laughs> they were coming out every day, every moment. It was too much. <laughs> And then I loved Red Table Talk, but like through that, I found out even more about her. And I was like, whoa. Never intended to Stop. know this much about a person.
0: <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts to leave us with today?
1: Final thoughts, guys. Seriously, I'm going to put together a book club. So
0: <laughs> if oh, my you God. You're going to get so many DMs. Book club, I
1: pray for you. I'm going to make a Google form.
0: <laughs> but You no, should.
1: I'm, like, I'm half kidding. Maybe we'll cap the book club because I get social anxiety.
0: But you cap it at like final thing
1: years. of the day, guys. Sorry, I've been so academic today. But you've
0: really, been really academic, but I think it like it's it's a different perspective from you. Yeah. Well, I've just been thinking a lot,
1: like there are so many things that we like have discourse about in society where like very few people actually then post discourse do any sort of self reflection. And that should be like step one. You know what I mean? Like, let's figure out the world we live in and what's going on. So when it comes to like so many of these things, you know. If you have feelings, any feelings at all about Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy, reflect. If you are really into this quiet luxury aesthetic, reflect. If you think Carl Lagerfeld hit the nail on the head when he said, if you buy sweatpants, your life is over, reflect. reflect. Like, I think, I think, your I don't know. I feel like,
0: reflect
1: yeah, you know, when Kylie Jenner was like, me and all my friends are just realizing stuff. I don't think we ever, yes. like, took her seriously enough. Like, I think we all need to be realizing way more stuff.
0: And I I think that that's where we have to end it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, me and all my friends are just realizing things.
0: Period. End of story. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving us all this insight today. We're very grateful for you. Oh,
1: my gosh. happy to be here.
0: I will have a regularly scheduled episode coming out Friday, but this is a surprise for you guys, so I hope you enjoyed it. Bye, besties. See you soon. Bye. Love you. Oh, 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 oh,